0: Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. I do want to encourage you to check out our other podcast, in particular today, The Amazing World of Radio, over at amazing.greatdetectives.net. The program returns from its post-Easter hiatus as we revisit Top Secret, the series we went through in our 2020 summer series. Got a newly circulated episode for your listening pleasure. And then, uh, next Wednesday, we will be getting into our summer series, Men of a Thousand Voices. And it all starts tomorrow over on The Amazing World of Radio over at amazing.greatdetectives.net. And if you want to check out all of the audio and video podcasts we do. Go to greatdetectives.net. It's right on top of the website. Well now, it is time for this week's episode of Mr. Chameleon. The original air date, April the 12th, 1950, and the title is The Custody of the Child Murder Case.
1: Next, Mr. Chameleon and The Custody of the Child Murder Case. Tonight we again present the famous Mr. Chameleon of Central Police Headquarters in his famous Cases of Crime and Murder, brought to you by the makers of genuine Bayer Aspirin. Mr. Chameleon, as you know, is the famous and dreaded detective who frequently uses a disguise to track down a killer, a disguise which at all times is recognized by the audience. Tonight we give you Mr. Chameleon in The Custody of the Child Murder Case. A New York City courtroom is a solemn place. And to Janet Drew, this particular courtroom is like something in a nightmare. For as she stands side by side with her ex-husband, Donald Drew, she hears the judge saying,
2: Donald Drew, I award the complete custody of your son to you instead of to his mother, Janet Drew.
3: Oh, no. No, you can't do that.
2: I base this decision, Mrs. Drew, on the facts which have been fully presented to this court The evidence was all against you, Mrs. Drew. I have no choice but to award full custody of your child to his father. Thank you, Judge. No,
3: wait. Wait, this isn't right. Judge, you can't take my son away from me. I love him.
2: You should have thought of that sooner, Mrs. Drew. Your son is four years old. According to the evidence, you are unfit to be the mother of any child.
3: But the evidence was faked. My husband Donald faked it. Those things they told about me, they were lies, lies. You had
2: plenty of opportunity during the trial, Mrs. Drew, to refute the evidence. You didn't, however, which seems to me to prove the evidence is true.
3: But it isn't. Judge, you don't understand. I have a greater reason than any that's been presented to, to want this child. For Donald has no right to him. He is not Donald Drew's legitimate child. What? Yes, now the truth is out.
2: Oh, dear, please. Mrs. Drew, this is a very serious statement. I hope you know what you're saying. I
3: do, I do.
2: Then why didn't you mention this fact before? Why didn't you bring it up during the trial that your boy is not Donald Drew's legitimate child?
4: Because it's not true, Your Honor. It's a desperate lie. She knows the boy is mine, but she won't stop at anything. She'd rather injure my son's good name than let him go. You're
3: lying, Donald. Isn't the
4: very fact that she would do such a thing... Isn't that final proof, Judge, that all the evidence against the character, that it was all true?
2: She's not fit to touch my boy. No!
5: Donald, before I let you get away
3: with this, I'll kill you. I'll kill you!
2: That's enough, Mrs. Drew. The decision of this court is final, and you must accept it. And in the future, if I were you, I wouldn't be so quick to threaten people.
6: (laughs)
1: The following morning, at Central Police Headquarters, Mr. Chameleon, the great detective, is summoned to the commissioner's office, and as he enters the room, he says to the commissioner,
7: Well, you caught me just as I was going out, Commissioner. What's up? Something interesting? It
4: looks that way, Chameleon. I want you to take Detective Dave Arnold and go immediately to the Donald Drew home on Park Avenue. Donald Drew? Yes. Murder's been committed there. So,
7: she did it. Janet Drew killed her husband just as she threatened to yesterday in court.
4: No, Chameleon, for once you're wrong.
7: It was Janet Drew who was murdered. Not her ex-husband?
4: No, not the father who received the custody of that child, but the mother, Janet. The body was discovered this morning in the library of the Drew home. So go to it, Chameleon. And if you ask me, this is going to be a real twister of a murder case. <laughs>
1: And so, a short time later, we find Mr. Chameleon kneeling beside the lifeless body of Janet Drew. And he is saying to Donald Drew, who stands dazedly beside him...
7: But whoever strangled her, Mr. Drew, approached her from behind. See, the way the scarf is knotted around her throat shows us that.
4: Yes, but who? Who, Mr. Chameleon? For all our terrible differences, Janet was once my wife. This is a frightful shock to me.
7: Yes, yes, I can well believe that, Mr. drow Well, there's no need for us to stay here. Uh, let's step into this room
4: here. Your study? Yes. It, it was a frightful shock for Janet's sister, too. Her sister, Mildred, who lives with us. She's nearly prostrated, Mr. Chameleon.
7: You mean that even after your divorce, Janet Drew's sister continued to live in this house?
4: I suppose that does seem odd, but Mildred's been our housekeeper for several years. And I needed someone to run this house, quite apart from Etta Hilton, my son's governess. Yes. Well, you really do
7: have quite a household, don't you, Mr. Drew? Um, tell me about your
4: ex-wife. When did you last see her? Last night, Mr. Camillion, about nine o'clock. Janet came storming in here in a perfect frenzy. Mm-hmm. What'd you have to say? All oh, the usual hysterical threats. She said she'd kill me for having dragged her through the courts. For having dragged her through the courts, Mister Drew. Yes. She said she'd never live down the disgrace. She went on and on, getting more hysterical every minute. Were you alone with her at the time? Yes, I was. Though I have a feeling Etta Hilton, the governess, was listening in the hall.
7: Mm-hmm. And uh, your sister-in-law.
4: Mildred's a very discreet woman she kept out of sight. Well, finally, I couldn't take any more of it, and I walked out of the library and left Janet there.
7: And that was the last time that you saw her alive? Yes, Mr. Camillion.
4: Where did you go, Mr. Drew, after you left the library? Upstairs to my room where I bolted the door. Janet was in such a state I was frankly afraid of her.
7: Whereas she was the one who had reason to be afraid because later she was murdered. Mr. Drew, who discovered your ex-wife's body? Etta Hilton, the governess. Well, I'd like to question the governess and also your sister-in-law. Milton? Yes, Mr. Drew, will you ask her to come here to the library, please?
8: Yes, of course, Mr. Chameleon. Dave? Yes, Mr. Chameleon, right here. What do you make of that bird, anyway? Do you think he murdered his ex-wife? Well,
7: I have no idea. I noticed uh, one thing extremely odd... Donald Drew said that the murdered woman was furious with him because he dragged her through the courts. Whereas the thing that must have really enraged Janet Drew was the fact that she had lost the custody of her child. Yet Donald Drew failed to mention that at all. Mr. Chameleon? Yes?
5: I'm Mildred Lewis, Janet's sister.
7: Oh, come in, Miss Lewis.
5: Mr. Chameleon, what I have to say is very brief and to the point. I know nothing whatsoever about my poor sister's murder. Except I'm convinced that Donald, my brother-in-law, couldn't have done it.
7: Who else was in the house beside you and Donald Drew and uh, Etta Hilton, the governess?
5: No one. But it could have been a prowler, couldn't it? Someone who'd broken into the house?
7: Perhaps. Miss Lewis, you've had a lot of tragedy in your life, haven't you? I remember reading in the papers uh, oh, several years ago that your fiancé, a prominent diplomat, was killed in England.
5: That's right, Mr. Chameleon. I first went to live with Janet and Donald after that. Janet was in England at the time. She... she was very good to me.
7: Yet you testified against your sister in court, didn't you?
5: I had to, Mr. Chameleon. Nearly killed me to do it, but Janet was not a fit mother for her child. There's such a thing as right and wrong, and I... I had to put that first.
7: Well, I'd say that you had very rigid moral standards, Miss Lois.
5: I do. Some people might call me prudish, but... Nevertheless, I believe in high moral standards.
7: Does, um, Etta Hilton... I
5: I beg your pardon?
7: Tell me something about your nephew's governors.
5: I prefer not to, Mr. Chameleon. She can speak for herself. Though most men are so busy looking at her, they fail to hear what she says.
8: Come in.
3: Mr. Chameleon, I'm Etta Hilton.
7: I understand you sent for me. Oh, really, Miss Hilton? Well, that's very interesting. Since I uh, didn't send for you...
5: She was probably afraid that I'd be saying something against him. Why, Mildred, that's not kind. But it's true, isn't it, Etta?
7: Ladies, please. No time for personal quarrels. Miss Lewis, thank you very much.
5: You mean you're through questioning me, Mr. Chameleon?
7: For the time being, yes.
5: Very well. I'm sure you'd much prefer to question Etta alone. Uh,
7: Miss Hilton, I notice that you and Mildred call each other by your first names.
3: Yes, we do, Mr. Chameleon. We all went to school together, Janet Mildred and I, in
7: England. In England? Where were you at the time that uh, Janet and Donald Drew's child was born? The uh, the boy was born in England, wasn't he?
3: Uh, yes, and hmm. that's where I was. My father left me penniless. That's how I happened to go to work in Janet's home in Bournemouth,
7: as governess. I see. What sort of uh, person was the murdered woman, Janet Drew?
3: Oh... Very gay and fun-loving. So different from her sister, Mildred. I mean, Mildred's always been very prim and prudish.
7: And uh, you're the one who discovered Janet Drew's body?
3: Yes. Still makes me ill to think about it. But Mr. Chameleon, Donald Drew couldn't possibly have done it. Oh, I heard them quarrel. Janet was hysterical because... because she was dragged through the courts. But Donald couldn't have caused her death. Mr. Chameleon, you're so silent. What are you thinking?
7: You're a very beautiful girl, Miss Hilton. You're disturbingly beautiful.
3: Oh, Good gracious, is that all? I thought you'd solve this murder case.
7: No. No. But I may be one step closer. Dave, where is Donald Droh?
8: I just saw him in the hall, Mr. Chameleon. I'd like to speak to him. Thank you very much, Miss
7: Hilton. Mr. Droh.
4: Oh, yes, Mr. Chameleon. Are you making any progress?
7: Mr. Drew, will you please tell me why no one, not even you, has mentioned the fact that Janet Drew, your murdered ex-wife, must have been wild with rage, not because you dragged her through the courts, but because she'd lost the custody of her child to you. Well, I... Uh, and furthermore, she said in court only yesterday that you were not the father of the child. Do you think I hadn't read about that? Of
4: course not, Mr. Chameleon, but, but Janet was lying. Oh, so was
7: shame. Are you sure it might not have been another man's child? you have any idea at all who the father might have been?
4: I'm the father of my son. Janet was lying. She was simply desperate. I wonder.
7: It's possible, too, that when she cried out in court, that was the first time that you had learned that you weren't the father. Is that so, Mr. Drew?
4: In other words, Mr. Chameleon, you think I murdered Janet because I'd just learned that she'd been unfaithful.
7: Also, Mr. Drew, by saying such a thing, she cast a shadow over the child. You must have hated that, too. You know, if I were you, I'd plead self-defense. What? I'd plead self-defense. Everyone knows that she threatened to kill you.
4: No. This is a trick to make me behave as if I were guilty, and I'm not guilty. Mr.
2: Drew... Your efforts
4: to trap me won't work. I suppose I can't order a police officer out of my house, but at least I don't have to stand here and take it any longer. Good day, Mr. Chameleon.
8: Shall I bring him back, Mr. Chameleon? No, no, Dave, let him go. Well, at
7: least I provoked Donald Drew into an emotional outburst.
8: But what does it all add up to? Not one of them has really given us anything to work on.
7: No. We've simply learned that Mildred Lewis, the murdered uh, woman's sister, is a rigidly moral woman, and that Etta Hilton, the governess, is a very pretty woman, and that Donald Drew... Dave. What's the matter, Mr. Chameleon? Maybe the dead woman, Janet Drew, can help us more than anyone. How? Come along. We're going to look up the statement that she made in court yesterday. I want to see the exact wording of that statement. But what for? Because, Dave, I think I remember something. It seems to me that Janet Drew, when she cried out in court, she didn't say that Donald Drew wasn't the father of the child.
8: Sure she did. I read it in the papers. No,
7: no, Dave. I'm under the impression that she said that Donald Drew wasn't the legitimate father of the child. If I'm right, that's what Janet Drew said. And that throws a strange and sinister light on this murder case.
1: Mr. Chameleon and the custody of the child murder case continues in just a moment. Here's advice about colds that we think your own doctor will tell you is sound advice. No matter how you try to stop or shorten a cold, the first thing to do before you do anything else is to take genuine Bayer Aspirin. You see, a cold is almost invariably accompanied by muscular aches and pains and a headachey, feverish feeling. And for your own good, you need a medication that will relieve these distressing symptoms with the greatest possible speed. Because Bayer Aspirin is ready to go to work in two seconds, it brings you this relief, makes you feel better fast. That's why millions take it the moment they feel they're catching a cold. In addition, Bayer Aspirin's single active ingredient is so gentle to the system that doctors regularly prescribe it even for small children. That's why it's been used by millions of normal people without ill effect. So at the first sign of a cold, before you do anything else, take Bayer Aspirin. When you buy, ask for Bayer Aspirin, not just for aspirin alone. Get the 100 tablet bottle and you get Bayer Aspirin tablets for less than a penny apiece. ¶¶ And now back to Mr. Chameleon and the custody of the child murder case. The brutal murder of Janet Drew poses many new questions about her sordid divorce from Donald Drew and her desperate fight to keep the custody of the child. And now at Central Police Headquarters, we find Mr. Chameleon at his office with Detective Dave Arnold. And Mr. Chameleon is saying...
7: I was right, Dave. I was right. When Janet Drew launched into that tirade in court yesterday, her exact words were, Donald Drew is not the legitimate father of the child.
8: Still in her excitement, Mr. Cominion, she might have misspoken. Yes, maybe.
7: But on the other hand, Dave, she might have meant that the child was Donald Drew's illegitimate child. Then who is the mother? Dave Etta Hilton, the governess, was in England at the time the child was born. Beautiful girl. Exceptionally beautiful. Anyway, I've sent for both her and Mildred Lewis, the murdered woman's sister. Uh, send Miss Lewis in first, please, dear. Oh, well,
8: Mr. Chameleon, there's only one thing. Yes? Maybe I'm just soft because Etta Hilton is so pretty, but, you know, that sister Mildred Lewis may not be fair about her. Would you... You mean because she's so uh, prim and proper? Well, sure. And I also got the feeling Mildred Lewis was kind of sweet on Donald Drew, her brother-in-law. I don't know, just the way she spoke his name, but... Maybe I'm nuts. No, on the contrary, Dave, that may be a very valuable observation.
7: Yes, let's uh, talk to Mildred Lewis and see what happens.
8: Will you come in, please, Miss Lewis? Yes, certainly. Good morning, Mr. Chameleon.
7: Good morning, Miss Lewis. Sit down, please. Miss Lewis, who's the mother of Donald Drew's child?
5: What was that?
7: I think you heard me, Miss Lewis. Your murdered sister Janet declared in court yesterday that Donald Drew wasn't the legitimate father of the child. Meaning that he was the father, but the child is illegitimate. Janet Drew was not its mother. She only adopted him as her own.
5: Oh, Mr. Chameleon, you must be out of your mind. This, this is perfectly shocking. Why, of course the child's legitimate.
7: Your murdered sister said otherwise.
5: Janet was frantic. Either that or you misunderstood her meaning. No,
7: on the contrary, Miss Lewis. I understood. Who is the mother of Donald Drew's child? Mr.
5: Chameleon, I just can't go on with this conversation. This whole thing's been a horror to me. My sister Janet and I come from a respectable family with definite ideas of right and wrong, and this whole ugly mess has been more than I can bear.
7: You testified in court, however, that your sister Janet was immoral, not a fit mother. I
5: had to, I had to, so that the child would have a chance to grow up decently. But just the same in my heart, I loved my sister. Now she's dead. In the name of heaven, Mr. Chameleon, can't we let her rest in peace?
7: Be no rest for any of us till we find her murderer, Miss Royce. What about the child's governess, Etta Hilton? What about her? Well, has there been anything between her and Donald Rowe?
5: It's fantastic to claim that Janet wasn't the mother.
7: Has there ever been anything between Etta Hilton and Donald Rowe?
5: Oh, there might have been, yes, Mr. Chameleon. I've suspected it for years, but I've never been sure.
7: Well, apparently only your dead sister really knew the truth about the situation. Well, I'll see what Edda Hilton has to say about it.
5: Mr. Chameleon, you're not going to tell her what I just said.
7: Well, I must, Miss Lewis. Miss Hilton, you come in, please.
5: Yes, Mr. Chameleon.
7: Miss Hilton, I have a theory that Janet Drew was not the mother of the child for whose custody she fought. Donald Drew was the father, but someone else was the mother. But
3: that's ridiculous. Mildred, that is ridiculous, isn't it? I think so, Edda.
7: Also, Miss Hilton, I must tell you that uh, Mildred Lois here is very much afraid that there was some emotional relationship between you and her brother-in-law, Donald Drew.
5: And I told Mr. Chameleon I wasn't sure, that I only suspected there was something between you and Donald, and it might have been my imagination.
7: Well, Miss Hilton, what do you have to say to that? Nothing. Nothing?
8: Nothing, Mr. Chameleon. Oh, come on now, Miss Hilton, you must have something to say. Maybe it was Mildred Lewis that Donald Drew was in love with.
3: Detective Arnold, I'm a governess in that home, that's all. It was not my business to know anything about the personal affairs of the family.
7: It's my business to know, Miss Hilton. Janet Drew was murdered.
3: I'm sorry, Mr. Chameleon.
7: I can tell you nothing.
5: Good girl, Etta. Mr. Chameleon tried to trap us, but he failed.
7: Uh, Not entirely, Miss Lewis.
5: You failed and you know it. Come along, Etta. That is, if you finished questioning us, Mr. Camellia?
8: Uh, for the
7: time being, yes. Again, thank you for your help, Miss Lewis. For their help? What kind of help were
8: those two, Mr. Camille?
7: Ah, don't rub it in, Dave. Miss Lewis was quite right when she said that I'd failed. It's interesting I failed to trick Donald Drew, too. Tremendous amount of strength and willpower in all three of them.
8: Well, at least you've learned that. Yes, that's true.
7: Dave, I'm going to Cable, Bournemouth, England... ...try to learn the facts of that child's birth. And meanwhile, I think the testimony about the murder... ...Janet Drew's loose models will bear some very close investigating. I'm beginning to suspect that may have been faked.
1: And the following day, in the early afternoon... ...we find Mr. Chameleon back in his office at police headquarters... And as Dave Arnold walks in the door, Mr. Chameleon is saying over the telephone... That's so. Well, that's very interesting.
7: Thank you, Detective Foley. No, no, no. That gives me quite enough to go on for the present. Dave, Detective Foley just rounded up some professional fixers... who admitted the testimony against Janet Drew in the divorce case was fixed. They were paid to defame her character. But who paid them, Mr. Chameleon? No... They were hired by telephone and received cash in the mail. They swear they can't tell who it was who hired them. What's that you've got, Dave? A cable from
8: Bournemouth, England. Oh, let me see it.
7: Hmm. Well, the records simply say that four years ago, a son was born to Mrs. Donald Drew. That tells us nothing. Wait. No, wait, Dave. The head nurse may still be at that hospital. We'll send pictures to her of the three women. The murder Janet Drew, her sister Mildred, and Etta, the governess. And she'll identify one of them.
8: Hey, that ought to do it, Mr. Camellia.
7: Yes, but that'll take several days, Dave. I don't want to wait. I have a feeling that we ought to close in on the killer fast. Dave, I'm going to the Drew home and pose as one of the fixers who testified falsely against Janet Drew. Then uh... ...rough customer named Ed Roberts. You think you can trip them up? Well, this time I may be able to crack their self-control. But, um, I'm gonna need your help, Dave. And we dare not wait. We dare not wait another day.
1: And so that evening, in the library of Donald Drew's home... We find three tense people facing a rough-looking character, Mr. Chameleon, in his disguise of Ed Roberts, the Fixer. And as he gazes at Mildred Lewis and Donald Drew and Etta Hilton, Mr. Chameleon speaks in the voice of his disguise. Come on now, kiddies. Don't play
9: hide-and-seek with me. You're the one who paid me, Mr. Drew, to testify falsely against your wife. Can you prove that, Mr. Roberts? I suppose I can't. You think the police won't believe me if I tell them you hired me to say your wife was a bad woman? Poor thing, I feel kind of sorry for that dame. She was murdered.
4: You still can't prove anything?
9: No. Might go hard with you if I
4: go to the police.
5: He's trying to blackmail you, Donald.
4: Be quiet, Mildred. I'll handle this. Mr. Roberts, do you realize if you tell the police you testified falsely that you'll be sent to jail for perjury? Oh. Yeah, that's right. So get out of here. Get out of here, Mr. Robertson, fast.
5: Yes, get out. You shouldn't be allowed in a decent person's home.
9: Decent? You call yourself decent, (laughs) Miss Lewis? You suppose the cops don't know all about you and your brother-in-law, Mr. Drew?
5: Don't get excited, Donald. This sounds like another trick. One of Mr. Chameleons.
9: That's no trick. The cops know all about you, too. Your friend here, Miss Hilton, told him all about you. How the baby was born of you, Miss Lewis, and your sister Janet took it and raised it as her own to save you from disgrace.
5: Etta, did you tell the police a thing like that? No, no, I swear I didn't, Mildred.
4: All right, Mr. Roberts, whatever your game is, it didn't work. And now for the last time, I'm telling you to get out. Wait a minute, Mr. Roberts. Don't anyone move.
8: Detective Vaughn. How
5: did you get in here?
8: The door was unlatched, so I walked in, Miss Lewis. I don't know this character you call Mr. Roberts, but I want you all to stay right where you are.
4: Why? What's the matter?
8: Mr. Drew, I just received some pictures from the hospital in Bournemouth, England, identifying the mother of your child. Pictures? Yes, pictures of your child's real mother. Could uh, I have a look at them? Sure, buddy. No,
5: no, Donald, get those pictures. But, Destroy you- them! I'll take care of Detective Arnold. The world's never going to know that baby was mine. Put
8: down that gun, Miss Lois.
5: No, not until I get those pictures. Drop
7: it, Miss Lewis. I have my own gun, and if necessary, I'll use him.
5: Mr. Chameleon. Drop
7: the gun, Miss Lois
4: Are you a Mr. Chameleon in disguise?
7: Yes, you were broken down at last, Arnold Drew and Mildred Lewis. The truth is out. Dave, you got the gun?
8: Yes, Mr. Chameleon. She can't hurt anyone now. A respectable Miss Lewis can't fool the world anymore.
7: It's too bad that she managed to do it as long as she did. She did it with Donald Drew's help. Child was theirs, and they wanted it for themselves.
5: That's not true.
7: So, Miss Lewis, between you and Donald, you worked out a dreadful scheme. You dragged Janet into the courts. You paid to have false evidence presented that would take the custody of the child from her and give it to you.
5: It's a lie we didn't.
7: Poor Janet Drew sacrificed her life to you, her sister, Mildred. You who bore the child out of wedlock. That she accepted, and even accepted the horrifying fact that her husband was the father of her sister's child.
5: But why should we have killed her? Tell me why.
7: Because she couldn't bear to lose the child she'd brought up from infancy and turn its custody over to you. You killed her before she could tell the real truth and show you both up for what you are the most vicious murderers I've ever seen. Dave, you handcuff uh, Donald Drew and Mildred together. The justice of God and man will lead them to the execution chamber.
1: And with these words, Mr. Chameleon concludes tonight's murder case. Mothers everywhere, listen carefully. Now, genuine Bayer Aspirin is available in a new childrens size tablet containing half the amount of the regular-sized Bayer Aspirin tablet. These new children's-sized Bayer Aspirin tablets make it possible for you to conveniently give your children the proper dosage as prescribed by your doctor. To do this, all you need use is one children's-sized Bayer Aspirin tablet because each tablet is full dosage. In addition, these new children's size Bayer Aspirin tablets have another feature that appeals to wise mothers. They are neither flavored nor colored, so that they cannot be mistaken for candy. And they can be used with complete confidence. For the fact that doctors prescribe Bayer Aspirin's single active ingredient, even for the smallest children, shows how gentle and dependable it is. The bottle and carton are plainly marked, Children's Size Bayer Aspirin. 30 tablets for 25 cents. Listen next Wednesday night at this same time for Mr. Chameleon, The Man of Many Faces in The Insured Jewels Murder Case. The part of Mr. Chameleon is played by Carl Swenson with dialogue by Marie Baumer from the original story by Frank and Ann Hummert. Music directed by Victor Arden. Your announcer is Howard Kleene. The only sensible way to help prevent tooth decay is to keep your teeth thoroughly clean at all times. For teeth that are really clean, free of decay, breeding deposits and film actually resist decay. And the best way that you can get your teeth really clean is with powder. There's no dentifrice you can get that cleans teeth like powder. To prove this, try Dr. Lyon's tooth powder. Almost instantly, it helps remove deposits and film in which bacteria form. Bacteria that cause tooth decay. So to help prevent tooth decay before it gets started, to whiten and brighten your teeth beautifully, use either regular or ammoniated Dr. Lyon's tooth powder. Listen for Mr. Chameleon in the Insured Jewels murder case next Wednesday night at this time. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
0: welcome back well i found myself wondering at the uh, court scene why there were not lawyers uh, because that seems like a realistic thing uh yeah you know, having lawyers in court is particularly uh good particularly when you're dealing with a custody case uh, so that you don't have the parties getting all emotional and you have somebody actually to protect your rights. But probably they just decided we're not going to hire a couple actors for this scene. Plus, we need the dramatic confrontation. One thing I will say is that Mr. Chameleon's disguise was not only very good, but I think a bit more purposeful than it has been in many recent episodes. Although, it's a bit of a break in character to have your, uh, Perjurer be privy to what the police know about the case. And even more so, just because the perjurers didn't know who hired them, doesn't mean that the murderer didn't know who uh, was hired to do the perjuring. And that's definitely true, given that the murderer turned out to be the husband. And therefore, he would have sat through all the evidence given. And would have known who he hired and who he didn't. It sounds like Mr. Chameleon made up a character on the spot. Of course, the episode does uh, kind of shine a light on the artificiality of some of the deadlines. I I mean, if, if, say they did not have a way to keep their suspects there, then it would make sense. But there's no indication of that at all. Just seems like Mr. Chameleon said, look, I got things to do this weekend and I don't want to be waiting for evidence. Waiting for evidence is hard. They just waited. They would have had the actual evidence from England to resolve the case, but with less uh, histrionics and melodramatics. But then it wouldn't be Mr. Chameleon. Alright, well now let's go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Lori, Patreon supporter since April of 2020, currently supporting us at the shameless level of $4 or more per month. Again, thanks so much for the support, Laurie. And that will actually do it for today. If you did enjoy this uh, program on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and mark the notification bell. Well, next week, we're going to be bringing you an adaptation of The Maltese Falcon next Monday. And uh, next Tuesday, of course, we'll be back with another episode of Mr. Chameleon. In our more immediate future, coming up tomorrow, we head out for some intrigue with The man called. X,
1: where? Ken, you can't do it. You're signing your own death warrant. Maybe. What else can you call parachuting into Czechoslovakia, trying to work your way into the Yakimov uranium mines?
4: Look, keep.
2: Johann Van was an old friend. Reports from Prague say he's been sentenced to slave labor in those mines. I'm going to try and get him out.
4: I know how you feel about
2: Werner, but Ken, you're too valuable a man to throw your life away like this. No man's life is as valuable as freedom. The Johann Werner's one of the leaders of the Czech underground, one of the men who's trying to keep freedom alive. Sure, he is, but they. Pilot's warning signal? Yeah. Yes, we're over the forest outside of Karlsbad. You won't reconsider? Sorry.
0: Be seeing you, Chief. So long. Good luck, Ken